Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Consumer Review Report. I'm Diane Rebecca here on WMCK.FM Internet Radio. All right, so here we are, another week. We took uh, the last couple of weeks off. We had uh, repeat shows, but we're back with new issues and new news as far as consumer issues. If you're new to the, the program, that's what we deal with, consumer issues. We have consumer recalls, consumer news, and consumer reviews. So that's what we do here. Now, if you have any ideas on any products or services that you would like to hear on the show, you can email me at consumerreviewreport at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook at Consumer Review Report and on Twitter at CRR in McKeesport. Also, if you have um, anything that you would like to rave about, any products or services that you would like to rave about, or maybe some that didn't turn out so well, and you'd like to tell us about it, you can email me at ConsumerReviewReport at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook at ConsumerReviewReport, and on Twitter at CRR in McKeesports. All right, so... Um, If you've listened to this show long enough, you know that I'm kind of an as-seen-on-TV nut. I like to buy the products because I like to see if they really work the way that they promise. They always promise to make life a little easier, less expensively, you know, whatever you're doing, whether you're cooking, repairing something, grooming, sleeping, cleaning, etc., And I'm always in favor of saving time when I can so I can have time to do the things that I want to do. And I'm also curious as to whether it really does do what it says it will for less money. So I do subscribe to TV Stuff Reviews to see what's new out there. Now this product is not new, but it came across uh, this week. And this is the Angry... POTUS, President of the United States, and Angry Mama Microwave Cleaners. That's what came up. Now, these products have been around for a while because I have one myself. I bought it, like, I don't know, a couple years ago. And, um, but for some reason, the, uh, the TV Stuff Review people rated it a one star, which is unusual because they usually rate things higher than what most people think of the products. Uh, I also, I do have this Angry uh, Mama microwave cleaner, like I said. So, uh, you know, we'll find out why TV Stuff Reviews rated that product a one star. Because on Amazon, the Angry President of the United States one microwave cleaner was a 4.6 out of 5 stars. And that was out of uh, how many... Let's see how many, uh, uh, that was out of 40 ratings. And then the Angry Mom or Mama microwave cleaner was 4.3 out of 228 ratings. So I'm really surprised because usually TV stuff reviews rates stuff higher than what most people think of the product. But in this case, it happened the exact opposite. So I would really like to see why so we'll find out later in this show why that is but first let's go ahead and get to the recalls all right we have 
two recalls on the uh, consumer product recall list. And if you're curious that you, if you have these products, or if you're concerned that you have these products, uh, I am getting this recall list off of www.recalls.gov, and you can click on the link, uh, link of the particular product that you're concerned about, and it will tell you what you need to do with the product. Whether you need to, um, uh, you know, if you need to turn it in for a refund, if you need to just throw it away, it'll all be there and what you need to do uh, on www.recalls.gov. All right, Skasel Collection recalls flipsticks knitting needles due to laceration hazard. The shaft of the knitting needle can split or burst, posing a laceration hazard. Skylight recalls power adapters sold with digital photo frames due to electrical shock hazard. The power adapter casing can break when plugged into an electrical outlet, exposing its metal prongs, posing an electrical shock hazard. All right, on to the FDA Drug Administration recalls and safety alerts. I think we are way down here. There's about 12 of those. Uh, let me see. Okay, here we go. Wegmans Veggie Power Blend and Tofu Shiitake Slaw. The products are being recalled because they have the potential to be contaminated with listeria. That's Wegmans Veggie Power Blend and Tofu Shiitake Slaw. GHNWLLC voluntarily recalls Mushroom Stir Fry Blend and Stir Fry Blend because of possible health risk. And they are, and you'll find a lot on this recall list that have to do with vegetables. And uh, I'll tell you why in a minute. So this is a mushroom stir-fry blend 10-ounce tray and stir-fry blend 16-ounce trays that were produced using broccoli slaw that is being recalled by Man Packing Company, Inc. due to the potential to be contaminated with listeria. So Man Packing Company has issued a voluntary recall because the FDA has uh, alerted them to see that all their vegetable products may be contaminated with listeria so they have distributed it to very uh, many companies so GH and WLLC is one of those uh, my Miser, uh, that's spelled M-E-I-J-E-R recalls selected vegetable trays um, in conjunction with man packing company as part of a multi-state recall due to potential risk of listeria and they are also recalling their vegetable trays in various rates ranging from 7 ounce to 2 pounds. And the broccoli florets served on salad bars at two stores. Alright, Mailstream Corporation issues a voluntary recall of the cold smoked salmon because of possible health risk. Now, uh, they are voluntarily recalling 10 lots of cold smoked salmon because it has the potential to be contaminated with botulism, a bacterium which can cause life-threatening illness or death. Uh, okay, PK International Inc. Uh, alert on undeclared sulfites in swan dry yellow dates and kashav dry yellow dates. Uh, they are recalling its 7 ounce and 14 ounce packages of swan dry yellow dates and kashab dry yellow dates food treats because they contain undeclared sulfites. 
Now, you might have heard about this for the last few weeks, actually. The uh, heartburn relief and prevention over-the-counter medication, or ranitidine. Ranitidine. <laughs> That's the, uh, I guess, official name for it. And so we're still going through that. I have two companies on this uh, re recall list. That is Arabindo Pharma USA. They are recalling um, these tablets, 150 milligrams, uh, capsules, uh, 150 milligrams, and 300 milligram capsules, and their syrup, their ranitidine, ranitidine <laughs> capsules, syrup, and tablets. And the reason why all of this has been being recalled in the last few weeks by various companies is because they detected NDMA. Now, NDMA is classified as a probable human carcinogen, a substance that could cause cancer. The other company that's also recalling their ranitidine um, uh, syrup and also liquid unit dose cups, that's American Health Packaging. So they're also recalling their heartburn relief and prevention syrups and uh, the dose cups, the liquid unit dose cups. All right, okay, here's man packing again. Recall of vegetable products affects whole food market stores. So they are in response to man packing company Inc's recall of vegetable products, whole food markets is voluntarily recalling multiple products from its stores in the United States. So it's growing this recall. And then a man packing company itself is voluntarily recalling vegetable products sold in the United States and Canada due to potential health risks. And that is because they are voluntarily recalling in response to a notification by the Food and Drug Administration and the Canadian, uh, Canadian Food Inspection Agency of potential contamination of listeria. Uh, Medman issues voluntary nationwide recall of up to uh, dietary supplement due to presence of undeclared sildenafil. Now, sildenafil, <laughs> I think that's how you'd say it. Um, this is a, uh, this is a, well, let's say an FDA approved prescription drug for erectile dysfunction. But unfortunately, it's not approved to be in this particular product. So up to dietary supplement is tainted with sildenafil and is not supposed to be. And that's why they're recalling the, it's up to dietary supplement. Russ Davis Wholesale voluntarily recalling products due to possible health risk. Also, they are recalling fresh produce. Uh, they are a fresh produce processor and distributor and in abundance of caution is voluntarily recalling multiple products due to possible contamination of listeria. So they deal with produce and vegetables as well and they are also issuing a recall. One more that came across last night, Ezo Sausage Company recalls meat products due to possible listeria. And uh, they are recalling approximately 25,115 pounds of sausage products that may be uh, adulterated with listeria. 
All right, so let's move on to the FSIS Food and Safety Inspection Service recalls that we have like four of those. Padrino Foods LLC recalls beef tamale products due to mislabeling. This, uh, they are recalling approximately 1,931 pounds of beef tamales because the product may be misbranded. Simmons Prepared Foods Inc. recalls poultry products due to possible foreign matter contamination. They are recalling approximately 2,071,397 pounds of poultry products that may be contaminated with a foreign matter. Rastelli Brothers Inc. recalls meat products due to possible foreign matter contamination. They are recalling approximately 130,464 pounds of raw ground beef products that may be contaminated with uh, plastic. And Yuchang Trading Inc. recalls Celeriforms products produced without benefit of inspection. They are recalling an undetermined amount of raw celeriform fish fillet products labeled as tilapia that were not pre presented for FSIS import re-inspection. Alright, so that will do it for our recall portion of the show. So, let's get on with the news. Now, I find interesting stuff every now and again. And this, we've done a show on... That is the Impossible Burger. It's a plant-based meat. And they put stuff together in a laboratory and out comes these burger patties. And so we, you know, touched on the benefits of eating these. And it turns out that they might not be as healthy as we think they are. So um, what I what I wanted to do was go over this. There was an opinion, um, there was an opinion letter written, uh, in the Wall Street Journal that was in the November 6th Wall Street Journal, and it was entitled, Plant-Based Meat is All Hat and No Cattle. What Happens When Consumers Realize It's Highly Processed? And this was written by Rick Berman. Mr. Berman is executive director of the Center for Consumer Freedom, which receives some money from food companies. But this is what he has to write about uh, plant-based meat. Beyond Meat stock has tumbled back to earth after peaking at $234.90 a share in late July. The plant-based meat company's stock closed at $81.45 Tuesday, and it may be the beginning of worse to come. What if the alternate meat industry turns out to be a nothing burger? Much of the talk about Beyond Meat's prospects has focused on increased competition, especially from meat industry giants looking to hedge their bets. Conagra's Gardain and Kellogg's Morningstar Farms have established customer bases and brand recognition. In 2017, Maple Leaf Foods, Canada's largest protein producer, acquired Lightlife and swallowed up 38% of the U.S. plant-based protein market. Now producers including Tyson, Smithfield, and JBS are joining the plant-based party. But will consumer demand for alternate meat grow? Or are consumers merely trying out an expensive curiosity? 
there are signs of slippage. Tim Hortons has pulled Beyond Meat products from all Canadian stores outside British Columbia and Ontario. Del Taco reports sales from Beyond Meat products were down 33% in the third quarter. McDonald's faux burger test in Canada hasn't been a blowout, while Popeye's selling out of its new chicken sandwich shows demand for real meat is still high. Plant-based burgers aren't healthier than meat, despite their health halo. The Beyond Burger has 400% more sodium than an actual lean burger, along with roughly the same amount of calories and fat. Fake meats are ultra-processed, according to the Nova Food Classification System. They can have upward of 40 ingredients, including titanium dioxide, a whitening agent used in paint and plastics, and methyl cellulose, a bulking agent commonly used in laxatives. Brands such as Panera have marketed clean food with few or no additives, Fake meat goes in the opposite direction, and its deceptive health halo around it is a significant liability. Nearly 40% of consumers say they eat plant-based products to avoid processed foods. Will they keep eating faux meat when they find out the truth about it? Increased competition from established food companies will put pressure on startups like Beyond Meat in the short term and likely reduce margins. But more Entrance doesn't necessarily mean more demand. In 2013, gluten-free was the health craze. Companies left and right were adding gluten-free consumer options. As studies revealed, gluten-free products weren't healthier or necessary except for consumers with unusual medical conditions. The trend faded away. Likewise, if consumer interest in plant-based meat is more curiosity than commitment, These companies could be in a serious food fight for dominance over a mere niche market. So they're saying these plant-based meats may not, may be just a fad. And, uh, you know, uh, I've seen the Burger King commercials on TV, The Impossible Burger, and I don't know how many people out there have actually tried it. I have not. I haven't been to a Burger King in years, so I haven't eaten anything there, but I certainly wouldn't go there to try one of those. And as I had told you before, when we went to Burgatory uh, in there in Homestead, uh, they said, oh, well, we're all out of the Impossible Burger. And me and my husband said, that's okay. We'll take good old American beef. Thank you. Uh, We're not interested in the uh, plant-based meats at all. So then there were some letters uh, to the editors that were written November in the November eighth Wall Street Journals about this particular uh, opinion letter of plant-based meats. So uh, Dennis Neely in Brooklyn, New York, writes: "In plant-based meat is all hat and no cattle." Rick Berman makes some devastating points about the drawbacks of Beyond Meat. 400% more sodium than lean beef, very heavy processing, 40 ingredients, including a paint whitener. At my favorite beer and burger joint in Brooklyn, you can find a bigger drawback, ridiculously higher costs. Billy, the owner of 282 Bar and Burger, says he pays more than double the cost per pound for Beyond Meat. Real beef costs him $4 a pound overall, 
Beyond Meat cost him the equivalent of $8.50 a pound, yet he dare not double the price he charges his customers for that patty. The real Billy Burger will cost you $9.50 versus $12.50 for the plant-based version. That is a mere 32% markup on a 125% higher cost for the main ingredient. This makes the fake beef almost a loss leader for him. What a restaurateur will go all in selling a dish with those numbers for the half and half burger, 50% beef and 50% applewood smoked bacon with roasted poblano, cheddar, and sauce. He doesn't even attempt a Beyond Meat version. Who knows what might happen when fried bacon mixes with methyl cellulose, a bulking agent commonly used in laxatives, as Mr. Berman notes. And then we see an old lesson in the new. Uh, sustainable green tech will supplant incumbent technologies and infrastructure when it offers a financial upside and superior quality. Climate change guilt and government subsidies will fall short. So he adds another downside to it, which is the cost. I mean, who wants to pay, you know, $18 for a burger? Uh, not me. Here's another letter from Jeffrey Plott, Elkins Park, PA. There is no mention in the article that a significant motivator for many people who are trying to move toward plant-based foods is to reduce animal abuse and the environmental impact of the modern animal-based food industry. Now, I thought that same thing when I was reading through that opinion letter uh, uh, as well, Um, you know, that maybe the only upside is that that the people that don't want to have animals killed which is a lot why they turn to be vegetarians that's the market for these people but that's the only thing health is not going to be the motivator anymore and then the third letter from jeff kessler sugarland texas i find the current trend to turn plants into beef rather silly haven't cows already been doing this forever so something to think about, I guess. Okay, so we have an update on the e-cigarette, um, the e-cigarette crisis. It's not really an update. They really don't know anything more. Um, <clears throat> they do know that all the cases have been reported to the CDC from 49 states, all except Alaska, the District of Columbia, and one U.S. territory. Uh, these associated lung injuries, that is. There are up to 39 deaths in 24 states now and the District of Columbia. And let's see. um, They know that the patients have reported a history of using e-cigarettes and vaping products. Uh, They know that THC is present in most of the samples tested by the FDA to date, and most patients report a history of using THC-containing products. The latest uh, national state findings suggest products containing THC, particularly those obtained off the street or from other informal sources, from friends, family members, illicit dealers, they are linked to most of the cases and play a major role in the outbreak. Now, what the CDC does not know Uh, FDA and CDC have not identified the cause or causes of the lung injuries in these cases, and the only commonality among all cases is that patients report the use of e-cigarette or vaping products. 
No one compound or ingredient has emerged as the cause of these illnesses to date, and it may be that there are more than one cause of this outbreak. Many different substances and products or uh, sources are still under investigation. Now, what the CDC recommends, um, they recommend that you do not use e-cigarette or vaping products that contain THC. Uh, CDC also recommends that people should not uh, buy any type of e-cigarette or vaping products, particularly those containing THC, off the street. They should not uh, modify or add any substances to e-cigarettes or vaping products that are not intended by the manufacturer, including products purchased through retail establishments. And um, since the specific compound or ingredient causing lung injury are not yet known, the only way to assure that you are not at risk while the investigation continues is to consider refraining from use of all e-cigarette or vaping products. Now, if you are an adult using e-cigarettes or vaping products to quit smoking, do not return to smoking cigarettes. Adults addicted to nicotine using e-cigarettes should weigh all risks and benefits and consider utilizing FDA-approved nicotine replacement items. If people continue to use an e-cigarette or vaping product, carefully monitor yourself for symptoms and see a healthcare provider immediately if you develop symptoms like those reported in this outbreak. So it's still not clear what's causing the problems. And so... Let's go ahead and listen to a video clip from the Mayo Clinic. To uh, and they also uh, have an update on the uh, e-cigarette crisis. This is from the Mayo Clinic radio. So let's take a listen. Welcome back to Mayo Clinic Radio. I'm Dr. Tom Shives. And I'm Tracy McRae. The number of vaping-related illnesses in the U.S. continues to rise, now reaching about 1,300 cases and at least 26 deaths. The outbreak appears to have started in March and now has a name, Evale, a new name. Symptoms include severe shortness of breath, fatigue, and chest pain. What do we know about it and what might be the cause? And if you're vaping, should you stop? Joining us by telephone from the Mayo Clinic in Arizona is the Division Chair of Pulmonology and Critical Care, Dr. Karen Swanson. Welcome to our program, Dr. Swanson. Thank you so much for having me. Dr. Swanson, I want to ask you, it seems like people have been vaping for years and all of a sudden people are getting sick, people are dying. What's changed? Well, I think in this current really public health crisis that we're having, one thing that's changed is some of the vaping products related to THC, which is the psychoactive ingredient in marijuana. Uh, this is accounting for most of these cases of EVALI, which, as you mentioned, is the new name for vaping-associated lung injury, and that stands for e-cigarette or vaping product use-associated lung injury. So it's not just vaping, but it can also be e-cigarettes. The majority of these cases have been due to vaping THC, but not all. So we really don't understand the underlying pathology or bad ingredients that might be causing this lung injury at this point. And are most of the people who are being diagnosed with e uh teenagers? So that's a really good question. Uh, we've had the opportunity recently to publish a pathology paper in the New England Journal of Medicine just a week or so ago. 
And this included 17 patients who actually had lung biopsies that were related to what clinically was felt to be EVALI. And the median age in that group was 35. And so in the published literature so far, many of these cases are in younger adults, much less, much more unusual than what we saw in the past with smoking-related lung injury, for example. And we, are, we do know that teens are vaping. We do know that something like 20% of all high school students have tried vaping. So wow. it is something that really is becoming a public health issue. So you mentioned that the majority of people who have gotten sick or died were using tetrahydrocannabinol, THC, the active ingredient in marijuana. But there were, what, 13 or 15 percent of patients who, who died or got sick just vaped nicotine. So it doesn't all make sense, does it? No, it doesn't. And, and we have to remember, really, what does vaping mean? And I think many people think that vaping what is being exhaled in that plume of smoke that, that we see so commonly uh, is not water vapor. So in, in order for something to be aerosolized and inhaled, you've, you've got some kind of product, and it's usually THC or nicotine, but then you need something to dilute that so that it creates a solution. And then you have the heating element, which is usually a heated coil powered by a battery that turns that solution into an aerosol that can then be inhaled. So even the coils might release underlying metals like manganese or zinc into that aerosol that can be toxic when inhaled. So we don't really know if this is coming from the heating elements. Is it coming from whatever solution is being put in there to turn the nicotine and THC into a solution to be aerosolized, for example, oils? There's all these flavorings now. So there's so many components to this that, it, that it's unlikely to be any one thing. So it's got to be something pretty toxic if it can actually damage to your lungs, damage your lungs to the extent that you die. So this, this is an excellent point. And this is, this is the major public health message. And for teenagers to be talking to your friends and not being, you know, not sucking on a vaping or an e-cigarette device that somebody from school hands you to suck on. Uh, in our pathology study, what we've found looking at lung tissue from lung biopsies of vaping-associated lung injury is this is a chemical or a caustic almost burn of the airways and the lung. So this is definitely inhalation of some sort of toxic product that is going into the lung. It, it is not water vapor. It is not something that is benign. This is something that our pathologists have, have equated it to mustard gas exposure like in World War I. But you'd think it would hurt when you inhaled it. Yeah, this is uh, what we're seeing pathologically is, is really the airways don't have a lot of pain receptors in them. Mm. And, and so unlike thinking about a burn on your arm or your skin, for example, the airways and the lungs don't really have pain receptors pain receptors. That's on the oh, okay. outer part of the lung or the outer right. lining of the lung. Makes sense, I guess. Uh, as the mother of two teenagers, uh, I'm going to ask specifically about the new CDC guidelines that are for physicians, but also thus for parents. So yeah. what are they? So the, the recommendations currently are to not vape any products or use e-cigarettes, especially, especially for teenagers, pregnant women, young adults. 
And one of the reasons in teenagers that is so critical, and it's not just THC, but it's nicotine as well, is that we know that teenagers' brains do not develop until about the age of 25. (laughs) And we know that even nicotine can harm parts of the brain that are related to attention, learning, mood, and impulse control. All huge issues in teenagers. And now with kind of the fruity and candy-like flavors and some of these devices looking really sleek and sexy, um, the teenagers need to know that this is harming your not only your brain, but it's contributing to potential nicotine dependence and also potentially something that is life-threatening because you have no idea what is in these products. And isn't there also some concern that this uh, disease, Evalley, now can be confused with the flu? We've got the flu season coming up, and the symptoms early on can be similar. Yes, and this is, this is critical. I think it's going to be even more difficult as we go into the fall and, and early winter season. Patients with Evalley will present with underlying cough, maybe some mild to even severe shortness of breath that is progressive. They can have fevers. And importantly, what we're really starting to realize, they can actually have non-pulmonary symptoms, meaning they, they can actually have nausea, vomiting, diarrhea. You might even be thinking of some sort of underlying food poisoning or something like that. But when they come into the hospital or the emergency department and they have a chest X-ray, the chest X-ray might be normal or abnormal. If they have lower oxygen saturations, the CAT scan of the chest will almost certainly show underlying abnormalities caused by e-cigarette or vaping-related use. So you've got to be on your toes to make sure that you don't miss this diagnosis because it is potentially treatable. Yes, we, we need to rule out infection, especially things like influenza and pneumonia, um, and we need to make sure that we are getting an accurate history. Most providers are very uh, both physicians and advanced practitioners are very uh, adept at asking about smoking use, less so about vaping use. So it is important to ask specifically about e-cigarette and vaping use because patients, if you just ask them about smoking, will say they don't smoke. So I think it is important that we start getting an accurate history and to include e-cigarette and vaping history, ruling out infection, and then if there is that vaping history, to really have a high clinical suspicion and, and really look into that a little further. might even lead to a lung biopsy. We do know in some patients, if they develop very severe illness, the ones that end up in the intensive care unit and even on a ventilator and who potentially die, those patients end up with a very diffuse form of lung injury. Is smoking e-cigarettes safer than smoking cigarettes? So that's a, that's a really good question. E-cigarettes have really developed trying to help people get off of traditional cigarettes, which we know long-term have problems with chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, emphysema, as well as lung cancer. E-cigarettes are probably safer than traditional cigarettes, but they definitely are not safe, and they definitely still lead to nicotine dependence. And now with this Evali situation, I would say that no e-cigarette or vaping device is safe at this point. We've been talking with lung specialist Dr. Karen Swanson from the Mayo Clinic in Arizona. There is a vaping crisis in this country, at least 1,300 sickened and close to 30 deaths. The cause remains unknown, but vaping illness now has a new name as E-Valley. If you're using e-cigarettes or if you're vaping, the best thing to do is to stop, especially if the product contains THC. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Swanson. 
Thank you for having me. All right, so there you go, an update on that e-cigarette crisis. And in response, uh, Jewel Labs said Thursday it was voluntarily stopping the sale of its mint-flavored e-cigarette refill pods, citing new government data on the flavor's popularity among teens. Mint is the company's most popular flavor in the U.S., representing about 70% of its sales. And that's pretty big if they're voluntarily stopping 70% of its sales. Um, they really were impacted by the studies uh, that, uh, you know, that as far as the popularity among teens. So the FDA is not making them do that. They're doing that on their own. Okay. And then in other news, um, milk prices are climbing around the globe and have reached multi-year highs. So I don't know if you've noticed if dairy products have gone up. But guess what? It's driven in part by a surprising surge in demand from China. So if you see those dairy prices go up or if you haven't already, China is really uh, wanting some milk now, I guess. So a surprising surge in demand from China is making dairy prices go up. All right, so let's go ahead and get to our review of the Angry Mama Microwave cleaner i have one myself it looks like a toy and uh it has um you know a cup on the bottom and has handles that are like in the shape of angry mama with her arms on her hips and then you have her hair it comes off and then you fill the cup with some part vinegar some part water which is hard to see on the body like you really have to look for the measurements of the vinegar and the water, but eventually you find it, especially if you lift her face up, the water marking is underneath that. Then you put the hair lid back on and you put it in the microwave some, you know, for a certain amount of time. This vinegar water mixture is supposed to steam up through the top of her hair uh, and in the microwave and then make it easier for you to just wipe down the inside of the microwave. So they have one in the uh, uh, image of an angry mama with an angry face on the cup and her hair and her hands standing or her arms on her hips and her hands uh, like uh, as, she, as she's standing with her hands on her hips and then you have the angry potus president of the united states which is in the shape of president trump with the blonde hair that you take off to fill the cup so let's go ahead and go to the video clip of um tv stuff reviews and see why they rated this particular item a one star. Let's go there now. It actually looks like a Lego head. This is really gross, guys. Hey guys, it's Melia and I'm here with TV Stuff Reviews and today we're going to be reviewing the The Angry Potus. So, 
This is a microwave cleaner in the shape of our president, Donald Trump. All right, so this is a microwave cleaner and it says crud is not fake news. Basically what you're supposed to do is to fill it with water and also vinegar at a certain level and then you put it into your microwave and then you just let it go on. You just turn the microwave on for three minutes and it will make everything clean. So you leave it in the microwave and then what you do is you wipe everything down and it's supposedly supposed to work very well. It's supposed to clean everything in the microwave. It has um, a few warnings on the box. This is how the package first comes when it comes in the mail. And on the back of the package, we see that there are the instructions. It, and then the warnings are also on the back. So it says, warning, do not overfill. Do not allow liquids to evaporate completely and run dry. And it says, caution, hot liquid, handle with care. <laughs> I think this is so funny. I think this is hilarious. This is, oh, also um, disclaimer, this is for satire purposes only. This product itself, it is a parody. So just putting it out there. All right, so let's open this up. We'll see how it looks inside. looks like when it, I take it out of the package. The way that you take it apart is you take the hair off, his gorgeous luscious yellow hair, his orange Lego-like face or head with a face on it, and his body. His point has USA on the tie and he's making this kind of form. There's a vinegar line, so this is the level of vinegar you have to put into here. And then we also have the water line. So you do not want to fill this past the water line, according to the instructions. So we're going to go test that out. Alright, so we have the Angry POTUS. You can get this for $19.99, um, and the shipping is free. I also have the Wish version, version of the Angry POTUS, and this is called the Angry Mama. Let's take it out of the package. This is how it first looks when it comes out of the package. We can see that they look very similar. The, the only major difference that I see are the designs and the arm handles. So the arm handles on this are closed, and then this one has open handles. But they're pretty much the same thing based on the outer appearance. Okay, so I'm gonna take this apart as well. Okay, so the same setup. This one's a bit harder. It actually looks like a Lego head. So this is how it looks like. All right, so this is the body and let's see the water and vinegar lines. Okay, so right away we can see that the vinegar lines are significantly higher than the Angry POTUS vinegar lines. So you're supposed to put more vinegar in here. They have around the same waterline, but they, this has more vinegar. And we're gonna test out which one works better. This one. <laughs> okay, I'm already not liking the, the angry mama because it's really hard to put back 
onto the body. The head is really hard to put back onto the body. Ouch. The hair is okay. The hair goes on fine. So we're just going to test these out. And yeah. Okay, so here are my two angry microwave cleaners. They both have their face, uh, funny faces. Okay, so let me show you my microwave. Yeah, pretty nasty. I was trying to make ravioli, by the way, guys. So now I'm going to be filling it up until here with the vinegar. I wish it was kind of easier to see because it's, it's kind of hard to see. I don't know if... Yeah, the vinegar line is kind of hard to see. The water line is pretty clear, but not so much the vinegar line. Over here, I put a light right behind it so I can see better. And I'm gonna pour it in right now. Okay, that's about right. And then I'm also gonna fill it with the rest with water. Okay, so I put it in like that. So now what I'm gonna do is just assemble the angry potus. Just like that. And then I'm gonna put his hair. So I put that hair on. Now I'm just going to stick this in the microwave. Okay, so let's open that up. Put him right in the middle. Have fun. I hope this works. Okay, so three minutes. Okay, so let's press start and we'll wait. While we're waiting for that, we're gonna put the vinegar and the water inside the Angry Mama and we're gonna test how that works. We're done with that. Now we just put the water in. Now since that is done, we're going to start assembling it, so I'm going to put, oh this is going to be so difficult, no. Okay, so able to get the head on, just that, and the hair. How it's going, I don't know if you guys can see, but I see water actually spilling out of the head and dripping everywhere. I don't know if that's supposed to happen. I really hope I don't break my microwave. <laughs> it just finished. Um, is this how it's supposed to look? Like, I don't, I don't see any difference. Other than there's vinegar water on the actual thing. So let's bring that up here. Okay. So, I mean, the top is hot, the arms do stay cool, but there is water, vinegar water everywhere. So I'm just going to take this and try wiping it down. This is really gross, guys. Okay, all it's really cleaning. <laughs> Ew. 
this is so gross. Okay, so it cleaned off this main part pretty well. Um, we're just gonna see if it worked for the edges. So I'm just, no, it did not help at all with the edges. I think it would have been better if I just, no, it just, basically the water just boiled over and the vinegar water was on the, on the spinning plate. But other than that, other than that, it's not really cleaning the sides. I think just wiping it down with vinegar and water would be better than buying this. Okay, so now we're going to be trying the Angry Mama. We're going to see if it actually cleans off the parts on the side. I hope you work. One, three. Okay. Okay, so the Angry Potus did not work as well as I thought it would. Um, we're just going to open it up, see how much is left inside. So, I don't know if you can, guys can see, but there is steam coming out. So I, what I'm guessing is that this was supposed to steam up the microwave, but it didn't really work that way. So there's a whole bunch of water and vinegar still inside, and it kind of just boiled over instead of actually steaming the entire microwave. Okay, so it just ended. Okay, so we're going to just let this stand for another two minutes. Let's open it, and you can see right away here there's water. Um, dripping everywhere and there's but there's like steam I see like a lot more steam than I did before so now I'm just gonna hold it by the arms okay put that on top there and we're gonna get a towel and just wipe it down try cleaning the top and this is a totally dry paper towel it is not doing very much Yeah, it's not doing very much, so I'm just going to dip it in the hot water and vinegar and just try. Yeah. So, when I'm scrubbing it and dipping the paper towel in the hot water and vinegar, it's wiping off. But other than that, it's not really working. And I have to scrub, and it's supposedly supposed to help prevent this kind of harsh scrubbing so you're supposed to just like be able to wipe it down and it'll come off cleanly and pretty easily but as you can see like it's not really working it's easy it's nice to clean the plate because I mean the water itself boiled over and it has the vinegar inside of it already so with the water so I mean that it helps clean the main plate but other than that like nothing helped clean this mess that I made with my ravioli. This did not work. Okay, so I just came back from testing the Angry Potus and the Angry Mama. Um, and the results were very disappointing. So I was really excited. I was like, yes, like, Donald Trump's going to clean my microwave. But it didn't turn out that way. So, um, I followed all the instructions, I put the water in, I put the vinegar in, um, I put it at this, the correct levels, and I made sure not to overfill the, um, the microwave cleaner. I put it in for three minutes at um, medium-high power, and 
left it there for an additional two minutes. And when I took it out, the water was boiling over and when I tried cleaning it down, it didn't come off smoothly. So I had to scrub it down. So, um, same thing happened with both the Angry POTUS and the um, Angry Mama. So I do not recommend either of the products. I would rather just take some vinegar and hot water and just wipe it down myself instead of buying $20 for a Donald Trump microwave cleaner. <laughs> Overall, I would probably give this a either 0.5 stars or a 1 star because I really don't think this was necessary. Um, the package actually contained two of these, so that would be the only plus. The package for the um, Angry POTUS came with two microwave cleaners, but in the end, I really see it as a waste of money, and in the end, I just smell like vinegar because I tried wiping it down. But thank you guys so much for watching. Um, click that subscribe button below. Also, hit that like button, and then comment down below which one you like better, the design of the Angry POTUS or the Angry Mama. If you like this video, and if you like me, go check out our other videos. All right, so there you go. And it's uh, also to note on Amazon, the Angry POTUS is like $14.95, and the Angry Mama is $8.99. So, um, you know, Angry POTUS is a lot more expensive than that. But it did say on the package it was a novelty item. And I used mine and it did steam. I didn't get the overflow that they got. But uh, when you tried to clean around, if you didn't have a very uh, big mess to begin with, yeah, I cleaned. But if you have a big mess, apparently it doesn't do what it's supposed to do. So the Angry Mama uh, had a 4.3 out of 5 on Amazon. 70% rated it 5 star and uh, 1 star, 11% of the people rated it 1 star. And the Angry POTUS got 4.6 out of 5. So uh, there you go. Alright, so we are nearing the end of our show. And uh, so if you have any ideas of any products or services that you would like to hear on the show, you can email me at consumerreviewreport at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook at Consumer Review Report and on Twitter at CRR in McKeesport. Also, if you have a product that you would like to rave about, say you rate it a five star, or if you have a product that you did not like so much, maybe you rated it a one star, and you'd like to let us know about that and why you rated it the way you did, you can email me at consumerreviewreport at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook at Consumer Review Report. And on Twitter at CRR in McKeesport. All right, so that'll do it for our show for today. This is the Consumer Review Report on WMCK.FM Internet Radio. I'm Diane Rebecca wishing everyone a safe and good week.